Welcome to another edition of the Peak Financial Freedom Hour, where we put the focus on retirement and how to get the most out of our financial lives. Today's show will focus on reducing risk, cutting fees, maximizing income, and making sure you can make it through retirement with confidence in your plan. Your hosts are Jim Files and Dan Ahmed of Peak Financial Freedom Group. They are your go-to resource in Northern California for financial education and guidance. They're the authors of several successful books about financial planning, most recently, Mama's Secret Recipe for Retirement Success, co-written with Jack Canfield of Chicken Soup for the Soul fame, which sold more than half a billion copies worldwide. Jim and Dan work exclusively with retirees and those of you nearing retirement. And today, they're going to help you sort through the complexities of the financial world and blaze a clear path ahead. Here's Jim Files and Dan Ahmed. This is the Peak Financial Freedom Hour. Welcome to the Peak Financial Freedom Hour with Dan and Jim. And last couple of weeks, we've been talking about financial stress. And it really is because people don't know what's going on with their money. Today, the topic is going to be half-truths, what we call fake news. And we think there's a lot of fake news out there, and it's not that everyone is doing this on purpose. Sometimes they are doing it on purpose, giving you not the full information, but a lot of times they don't even know the truth themselves, and they're out there talking about things that cause you to make bad financial decisions. And our whole goal is to really focus at Peak Financial to help people understand their money better so they can make the decisions so they don't have to worry about their money so much. And we ultimately, you know, try to do every kind of education that's out there. We do this radio show, we do TV, we do seminars, we have a website, we have multiple Amazon best-selling books, all these things to help people understand their money more. Um, but the problem is we think there's just so many half-truths out there, what we call that fake news in the financial world that Wall Street puts out there. Um, and our goal is to help people not have to worry about that fake kind of news. So today, we're going to try to talk about a lot of subjects. Um, we're going to find about when people tell you you shouldn't worry about your money. What does that mean? Um, when they talk about how much you can actually make in the stock market, really, what's the truth? When you find out about, well, you can safely take out a certain amount of money from your portfolio, what does that mean? And then we're going to talk about how you can reduce taxes on your IRAs the proper way versus what's being talked about. So all these things are great. Um, if we have time, maybe we can try to get into a little bit of inflation and a little bit of long-term care as well. So we'll try to um, highlight those and maybe even put a couple little tidbits of Social Security data in there as yep. well. I think that'll be good. So good. how about this one then, Jim? Let's look at fake news. And we're going to use this as your starting point. What do you think when you hear other people say on the radio, on TV, on the internet, people, in, individuals, advisors say, oh, you shouldn't worry about stock market losses because the market will always recover. You should always hang in there and ride it out, stay the course no matter how big the losses are, and everything will work out because you need growth as your number one strategy now that you're retired. Well, again, if you hadn't posted that last part, now that you're retired, I would have said, yes, if you're 20 or 30, you can follow those rules. It's okay because you have less money, you have time on your side, you're making the salary, you're not using your assets for income. But that last comment, you know, what if you're retired? All of a sudden, you better not follow those rules from Mark's perspective or you're going to have tremendous stress. You probably won't use your assets for income. You won't do the things you want to do in retirement because you're going to be worried about your money constantly. Because in retirement, you have to learn how to change the game up. And the biggest mistake you will make is trying to do the same thing in retirement as you did before you retired in, in regard to how you manage your money. Because we don't believe you should stay the course. We don't believe you should have all your money in stock. 
stocks and bonds. We don't believe that you should follow rules whereby you can take 4 or 5 or 6% off your portfolio consistently and not run out of money. We believe in retirement. If you follow those rules, you're going to have a very, very stressful retirement. Well, the goal, I think big one here in what we're talking about is you can't hang in there. You cannot stay the course no matter how big the loss is. You can hang in there if it's always going straight up. You can stay the course if you're not losing a lot of money. But if you have the potential to lose a lot of money, then it's not going to work during retirement. Because if you look at the stock market, since 1929, the stock market on average goes down 39% every five years. Not necessarily it's going to happen in the future that way, but what if it does? What if the stock market goes down on average 39% every five years for the next 20 or 30 years of your retirement like it did since 1929? I think you have to plan that that is a possibility. If you don't plan that that's a possibility, you could be really, really, really shortcoming as far as what's going to happen in your retirement. And it'd be much better to plan that this is going to happen and it not happen. Then you not plan it's going to happen and then it happens because at that point, you're probably not going to make it through retirement. So the goal is think about what's going to happen, not on the greed side of investing, which is the growth. Think about what could happen on the fear side, because right now, if you're 60 or 65, will you be helped more by a large gain or will you be hurt more by a large loss? So imagine this. What if you have $2 million and the stock market gives you a 50% gain over the next year and your $2 million grows to $3 million? Or what if the stock market gives you a 50% loss and your $2 million goes down to $1 million? Will the 50% gain help you more, Jim, or will the 50% loss hurt you more? If you get ready to retire or in retirement, that 50% loss will devastate your retirement plans. I promise you. And what will happen is your your psychology changes when you get into retirement because when you were 40, you could stay the course because you had income coming in, you had less money, and you didn't pull out of the market at the wrong time. But if you're in your 60s or 70s and that happens, I promise you, and I think the date is 87% of the people will actually sell at the wrong time. They will get out and they will never get back in or they'll get back into the wrong time and and they'll never have a successful retirement. What makes it so tough for people to make decisions when they fear a big loss? So the goal, when we put a portfolio together, is going to say, okay, guess what? We want you to stay the course of your plan. We don't want you to stay the course of your investment. We want you to stay the course of your plan in writing. Because at this point, you're being told to hope that you're going to get lucky and everything's going to work out, that the market will recover if you're not taking income off of it, if you are... 10, 20 years out before you need to use it, it probably will. We think it will. But if you're five years before retirement or in retirement right now, you don't want to be in the position to lose such a big chunk because at that point, you probably won't make it. And people don't realize how much risk they're taking because right now they've been told, even if you have a 60% stock, 40% bond portfolio, you've been told you don't have that much risk. Well, is a 25 to 30% loss a lot of risk to you now that you're retirement? I'd have to say, yes, it is. So I think people have a different definitions of risk when they're talking to you. We think a 25, 30, 35% risk is a huge risk at retirement time. And you can't afford to lose that if you're planning to use your assets for income now or at any point in the future, Jim. That's exactly right. And if you look at all the major investment firms right now, I don't care if it's the big banks like J.P. Morgan or Goldman Sachs, um, um, even Morgan Stanley Banks, they're, they're all doing these calculations. B of A, they're saying that the next 10 years are going to be radically different than the last 10 years, which means that they are calculating right now there may be a 0% rate of return in the stock market for the next 10 years. And these are 
very sophisticated, smart people saying it because they're looking at the data, they're looking at interest rates, they're looking at the economy, looking at the valuation of stocks, and they're saying to you and to uh, all of us saying, you better change the game up. Matter of fact, BlackRock came out, Dan, here about four months ago, and they said, you know, the next 10 years, you better change the game up. This is the biggest investment manager in the world because if you don't change the game up, if you don't look at this differently, you could have a completely different retirement than you had ever planned. Well, and I think one of the keys is for people to understand that you probably have significantly more risk in your portfolio than you think you do. Intuitively, you've been watching it and you see there's a lot of volatility and you kind of think, yeah, I might have risk, but I keep getting, getting told I don't have that much risk. I'm okay. I can hang in there. But in reality, when you think about how much your portfolio goes up and down or maybe how much it really hasn't grown, you realize how much risk you have in your total portfolio. Some assets can be aggressive. That's fine. But you don't want your total portfolio to be subjected to large losses. And you already know this. One easy, quick way to find out how much risk you have is to actually have a risk stress test completed, scientific risk stress test completed on your portfolio where every one of your assets is inputted into a software system and it'll go back and tell us when the market goes up, like in 2013, the stock market went up by 32%, how much would you have made? But in the 08 financial crisis, when the market dropped 53.1%, how much would have you lost? And that gives us a really good um, idea what's going to happen. What we find is, even though you're told risk equals return, Jim, it typically is whatever rate of return you can get as the highest single-year rate of return, you almost always have to take double the risk of loss. So if you want a 20% gain in a year, you got to be willing to lose 40% right. at any time. That doesn't seem fair. No, that's not that's not fair at all. And we're not saying you should not invest in stocks and bonds. We believe you should, but we believe you should allocate your assets so that you mit- mitigate your losses and you use different strategies to help do that. Uh, that is why we use our bucket theory and we'll talk about that here soon. Stay tuned for the next section. I think you're going to love the information we share with you. During times like these, it's completely normal to be worried about your investments and retirement. A leading cause for financial stress is not having a clear, written, understandable plan or financial roadmap. Clay and Buck here to tell you about a local resource, Peak Financial Freedom Group. For decades, Jim and Dan have taken a hands-on approach to help their clients understand their money, identify risks, and navigate retirement. Their recent book, Mama's Secret Recipe for Retirement Success, co-written with Jack Canfield, hit the Amazon bestsellers list. Peak Financial focuses on proactive planning done by fiduciaries. If you have $500,000 or more saved up for retirement, they're offering a free, no-obligation consultation. To take advantage of this free offer, simply dial pound 250, and when prompted, say the keyword money. Dial pound 250 and say the keyword money. It's time to get back to the show. Once again, here's Jim Files and Dan Ahmed on the Peak Financial Freedom Hour. You're back with Dan and Jim in the Peak Financial Freedom Hour. Uh, today, we're talking about half-truths that you might hear out there in the market, also what we call here as fake news. And fake news is information that you get that's going to be contrary to what actually is happening. And in finance, I think that's happening a lot because what happens is everyone gives you their own individual point of view. Some people say, well, the best thing for you to do is put all your money in the bank. Well, that's the bankers talking. Some people say, well, you should put all your money in the stock market. That's the stock market people talking. Some people say you should put all your money in the annuities. That's the annuity people talking. And if someone tells you that, we don't think they're looking after your best interest if they tell you to put all your money in one asset class. We like all three asset classes. We like bank money. We like money in the market as long as we use risk mitigated strategies. And we like money in the annuities to provide us principal protection and income guaranteed forever. Why in the heck wouldn't we like all three assets when all three assets are good, depending on your 
circumstances because we can build a really good portfolio that typically will have less potential risk overall, a higher level of income, more certainty, and that's what's going to have people hopefully worry less, significantly less about their money. Well, yes, but people aren't educated on all those completely, which means that uh, they have, in many cases, some things have bad names like annuities. So the first thing they think is, I don't want an annuity. And there are a lot of annuities out there that we don't believe are in your best interest, but there are certain annuities that we do use if a client is saying, hey, uh, for some of my money, I want no principal risk. And for some of my money, I'll give up some of the gain, not all of it, but some of the gain for trading off that risk to somebody else. And for some of my money, I want to make sure that I have a high distribution rate in retirement, whereby my income will never stop. Even if I pass away, my spouse will continue to get that income. And when I die, they don't keep your money. The money goes to your beneficiaries. And if you could do that for a low fee, would you consider that as part of your asset mix? And I think you would. Definitely. How about now, let's look at another half-truth or fake news. What if someone out there, maybe someone on another one of the radio shows you're listening to, says you should always stay invested in the stock market. And if you do so, you can rely on getting 10 to 12% rates of return every year. And they say this. Well, we know by looking at history, it doesn't work that way. You could get an average rate of return in the stock market, but every year you will not get 10 to 12. There will be certain years where you get 10, 20, even 30% rates of return in the stock market because we've seen them. That has happened. But there's going to be years or time periods like 2001 and two where the stock market dropped almost 54%. You look at time periods in the market, 2007, 89, the stock market dropped almost 53 or 53.1%. So you have to be willing then to take these large losses to get these rates returned. But now let's just focus on when everyone always tells you you can get 10 to 12% rates returned in the market. If you go back to 2000 and go through the end of 2022, which is a 23-year time period, and look at what the S&P 500 index did, and this is the index that lost 53% in 2007, 8, 9. So it's a, we think, a fairly aggressive index. It increased by 4.28% per year during that entire time period. If you go back to 1996 and look at every 15-year time period in the S&P 500, every 15-year time period, 1996 to 2010, 1997 to 2011, et cetera, there's 13 15-year time periods. The S&P 500 average increase per year, not taken into consideration taxes, fees, or income distributions, was 5.17%. So if it was 5.17%, how in the heck are you going to get 10 to 12% rates of return? You're not going to. And people got complacent because for 11 or 12 years, we did have a bull market and you likely did well. And you likely were taking a lot of risk, but you didn't lose a lot of money until 2022 when the market dropped 20%, along with bonds dropping about the same. 2023, the market's been extremely volatile. We could have another major dip. Uh, Many people are forecasting another major dip. Uh, We don't know exactly what's going to happen, but you're not going to get that 10 or 12% rate of return consecutively and consistently throughout your retirement. You have to build into your plan the fact that the market is going to go down in years. It will go up in years, and you have to be realistic about those returns. And that's why what Dan cited you a few minutes ago, the average rate of return for every 15-year period since 1996 had been about 5%. So how can you get say you're going to get 10 when you would have gotten 5? And if you paid fees of 1% and you paid taxes on you at some portion, you might only got 3.5%. And then you took income distributions, and it shows where that probably isn't going to be accurate data. So again, what we call fake news. How about this? Another bit of fake news. I'm going to jump ahead to a subject we were going to cover later. I'm going to cover it now. And that is Social Security. 
Social Security, there's so much data out there, and it's so confusing to people. They don't know what to do, so they really fall back to whatever their friends say or maybe whatever their advisor advises them to do. In a lot of cases, we don't think the advisors are going through the entire process they need to go through to make a proper recommendation. Maybe yours did, but we think in a lot of cases they're not because we hear so many people coming in that want a second opinion on their money, and they, they tell us their advisor says, oh, yeah, no matter what, they just said defer until 70 because you get more money. Well, it's true. The longer you defer, and if you defer until 70, you get more money from Social Security, but it might not be the best financial decision. Um, we covered last week a really good example of someone that if they took Social Security, they'd get $24,000 at age 62. At age 67, I think 34000 At age 70, they get 41000 So 41000 seems like such a lot of money as compared to the rest. But you're basically, if you wait until 70, you're giving up all the money you could have been getting from age 62 to 70. And we don't know how long for sure you're going to live. And if you don't take your Social Security now, one of the big subjects you talked about was you're going to have to use your assets up because you're not using income from your assets because you're not taking your Social Security and you might need that money for your budget to travel. You had a client that needed to buy a new truck, et cetera. And we wanted them to take the income. And overall, when we do our calculations, in probably 80 to 90% of the time, it's showing it's better to take Social Security as soon as possible. Not that that's what we're recommending for everyone listening now because we're not making any recommendations until we actually do the calculations for you. But in most cases, it shows it's better for them to take it early. Yeah, I, I think the moral to the story is there's no way you can make a proper decision unless you have calculation done for you. And that's what we do for every single client when it comes to Social Security. We have to determine mathematically from a calculation perspective, when does it make most sense for you to start Social Security? And it may be different between you, like likely is different between you and your spouse, whether you're working or not working, or are you going to have a part-time job after you retire? Are you going to retire before 67 if that's your full retirement age? What are you trying to accomplish? But once we have all the data, we can run the calculation, we print a report for you so you can actually see these numbers and make the proper decision. So how about this? Let's ask the listeners right now if they think it's true that they should claim Social Security as late as possible based on some information we're going to give them, or is it fake news? So let's say you could take Social Security at 62 and it's $24,000 a year. You can wait till 67 and it's $34,000 a year. Or you can wait till 70 and it's $41,000 a year. So $24,000, $34,000, $41,000. $41,000 looks wonderful. Oh my gosh, are you kidding? Social Security is going to give me back $41,000 a year for as long as we live? Yep, but or as long as I live, yes. But that doesn't happen until you're age 70. So if you're 62 now, that's 70 is a long ways in the future. Well, if you think of that, now, how would you like to then say, okay, guess what? I'm going to defer all my Social Security until 70. And you do that. Instead, if you would have taken your payments at 62, you're projected to receive $228,000 of payments by age 70 versus getting your first $41,000. So you're $180,000 plus ahead at that point. And it literally takes until 81 before it would be better for you to claim your Social Security at 67, and it takes until 84 for it to be better for you to claim your Social Security benefits at age 70. Well, again, you do these calculations and you actually see these income numbers, you'll be able to determine very quickly, hey, regardless of what I've heard in the past, regardless of what I've read, the math tells me that I should have taken it earlier in this example. Definitely. We'll cover some more right about Social Security right when we get back. 
about your investments, uncertain income, and not having a clear written retirement plan? Clay and Buck here to tell you help's available from a local resource, Peak Financial Freedom Group. For decades, Jim and Dan have acted as fiduciaries building written plans for their clients. If you save $500,000 or more for retirement, call right now for your free, no obligation consultation, second opinion, and written retirement income plan. You may also qualify to receive a free signed copy of their Amazon best-selling book and a free $100 Amazon gift card. Call right now for your free consultation and to find out if you qualify. Simply dial pound 250 on your cell phone and when prompted, say the keyword money. Again, dial pound 250 keyword money. That's pound 250 keyword money. This is the Peak Financial Freedom Hour with Jim Files and Dan Ahmed of Peak Financial Freedom Group. You're back with Dan and Jim on the Peak Financial Freedom Hour. And right now we are talking about Social Security, a very confusing scenario. Um, we always call claiming Social Security benefits mass confusion for most people. And we were just talking about an example, Jim, where if someone claims Social Security at 62, they get 24000 And they're like, okay, that's okay. But if I wait till 67, I get 34000 even better. And if I wait till 70, I get 41000 That's a lot of money, you know, $17,000 more. The problem is you give up all the income you could have received earlier just to wait to get it later. And we just did a quick example that showed if you took income at 62 from Social Security in this example, it takes until age 81 before it would have been better to take your Social Security at 67. And if you'd have taken Social Security at 70, 70 wins out, meaning it was the best decision as long as you get to age 84. And that's a long time period to guarantee you're going to be around and to wait to have a financial benefit. You know, how many people want to wait 23 years before you finally break even? Yeah, yeah and also... What happens if you passed away before 70 and you didn't take it earlier? That means that 200 and some odd thousand dollars evaporated. Nobody got it. And what happens if you were using your assets for income between 62 and 70 and you were drawing down your assets and you passed away? Your beneficiaries are going to get less money. So you have to run these calculations so you can and can understand when it's prudent to start Social Security. And, and in your case, maybe it is prudent to start at 66 or 68. We don't know. But when we do proper planning, we can run these calculations and tell you this is the point when which you should start Social Security. Well, we've advised everything from people taking Social Security at 62, 63, 64, 65, 66, 67, 68, 69, and 70 yeah. if it was in the best interest of the client to do it. We were never going to make a fake news comment that it's always better to That's take right. it at 70 because you get a larger amount. That's not going to be accurate, and it's just an easy way out for whoever's giving you that advice. Do not let the person giving you advice out easily. You got to make sure they prove to you in writing by doing these calculations that everything is in your best interest by claiming Social Security because it could cost you literally hundreds of thousands of dollars if you make the wrong decision. And why in the heck would you want to make that wrong decision? So you got to make sure you stay on top of it and are able to have that type of calculation done. It's just part of what we consider is a full written plan for a client. And we haven't talked about it in the last few weeks, but a full written plan has to include what you're going to do about Social Security if you haven't claimed it already. If you've already claimed it, we just put whatever your Social Security benefits are into your income plan. That's okay. There's nothing we can do about it. But if you haven't claimed, we have to know when the best time for you to claim Social Security is because then we're going to inject that income into your income plan. And if you think about why people are confused and why fake news hurts people so much, it's because they don't have anything in writing to combat the fake news. And when you actually have a full 
customized written retirement income plan. You're going to have so many components that I think can be so beneficial in helping you understand your money in combating all the fake news that's out there. One of them is the worst fear we have is once we retire, leading up to retirement and once we retire, our biggest fear is how in the heck am I going to replace the income I used to get from my paychecks when I was working? Now I'm retired. Let's say I don't get a pension or I get a small pension. I get some social security. I have a little bit of rental income, but I still need four, five, six, seven thousand $7,000 a month of income for my assets. How do I get that? that's going to be consistent, dependable, that I can bank on never running out for as long as I live. And some of the fake news out there just on that one, it says, well, you should never use an annuity to create income. Well, that's what an annuity does. It creates income that's guaranteed for as long as you live. So if you want income that's guaranteed forever, that's what will provide that. So the fake news out there, even on a lot of the radio shows right now, you might be listening on this station. They say, oh, you shouldn't buy an annuity. In fact, I wouldn't sell an annuity to my mother. Well, to me, that just means that person doesn't love their mother. Because if you love your mother, you don't want your mother to get income guaranteed at a high level for as long as your mother lived. Yeah, I'll give you a perfect example if you're listening right now. Let's assume you have a budget of $8,000. That's how much you're going to spend, and you just retired. And let's assume you have no pension. Let's assume you have uh, collectively between you and your spouse $5,000 of Social Security income. You are short $3,000 every month. You are short $36,000 a year, not including inflation. You have to decide how you're going to pull that income. You want to pull that income off your portfolio. Let's assume you did that last year. Let's assume you were in the market. You had a balanced portfolio last year, a 60-40 portfolio. You're probably down about 20%. So if you pulled off another 4 or 5% in income, you're really down 25%. I know you probably would be concerned. Whereby if you put enough money in the annuity, whereby the guaranteed income stream was at least $3,000 or more, now all of a sudden the market goes down by 20%. It does not affect your income. Your income is contractually guaranteed for as long as you live. And as long as your spouse lives, which means that you don't have to worry about your income, you can invest in the stock market with other money and take risk on that. But you have to look at income first and growth second. Well, and when you look at growth, you know, we were talking about income right there. And we believe that's the way to create a way for you not to worry about your income flow is to create it on a guaranteed basis because it's pretty simple. Do you want income that's going to last forever on a guaranteed basis or do you want income that could decrease or stop at any point in the future? Well, it's pretty simple. You want income that's going to be guaranteed for as long as you live. Otherwise, you will continue to worry about your money. So you have to get over the name of an annuity and just understand the benefits associated. Now, when people invest in the stock market, because those people that are telling you not to invest in annuities are telling you only to invest in the stock market. Well, that doesn't make any sense to us at all. There's too much risk in that type of philosophy. We think when we do our calculations, we believe in the stock market and we also invest clients' monies in the stock market. In fact, when we look at a year over year basis, it ends up being where we have about, not on purpose, but about half the money that is invested each year goes into the stock market. Half the money each year goes into annuities. And if you imagine what's happening, that seems like a pretty balanced approach when half the assets now are guaranteed against stock market losses and half the assets give you income at a high level guaranteed for as long as you live. And half the assets now have the room for growth we just will use risk mitigated strategies to give you what you want. You have to decide, do you like 100% at risk or would you like to have a half and half type of portfolio, which seems to work a lot better for our clients. Stay tuned. We'll talk more about this when we come back. During times like these, it's completely normal to be worried about your investments and retirement. A leading cause for financial stress is not having a clear, written, understandable plan or financial roadmap. Clay and Buck here to tell you about a local resource, Peak Financial Freedom Group, for decades. 
Jim and Dan have taken a hands-on approach to help their clients understand their money, identify risks, and navigate retirement. Their recent book, Mama's Secret Recipe for Retirement Success, co-written with Jack Canfield, hit the Amazon bestsellers list. Peak Financial focuses on proactive planning done by fiduciaries. If you have $500,000 or more saved up for retirement, they're offering a free, no-obligation consultation. To take advantage of this free offer, simply dial pound 250, and when prompted, say the keyword money. Dial pound 250 and say the keyword money. You are tuned in to the Peak Financial Freedom Hour with Jim Files and Dan Ahmed. You're back with Dan and Jim and the Peak Financial Freedom Hour. We're going to wrap this section of the show up off talking about IRA distributions and required minimum distributions and the advice that's happening out there that we think can hurt a lot of people. We call it fake news. And right now, a lot of people will be told by their CPAs, by their current advisor, it is best to defer taking distributions from your IRA until age 73, which is the new minimum distribution age for your IRA. So if you're 60 and you're retired, you think, oh my gosh, I can wait until 73 to take my money out of my IRAs and I don't have to pay tax on it. I can continue to defer the heck out of it, which of course will reduce taxes right now. Let's say you have a million dollars right now, and let's say over the next 13, 14 years, it grows to $2 million. Well, at age 73, if you have $2 million in your IRA, you now are going to be forced to take distributions, minimum distributions off your $2 million, and that's going to be a lot higher amount. And we look at what can happen with taxes over the next 14 years. And with a $32 trillion, almost $32 trillion national um, debt, we think taxes have a higher probability of going up. So why would you ever put yourself in a position to be required to take more money out at a later date at a higher tax bracket, factoring in two major issues? One, you don't get to use the money from age 60 to 73 if you're deferring. Number two, you are going to leave more money to your beneficiaries in the form of an IRA, which for tax purposes is a tax time bomb because whatever amount of money is in your IRA, let's say you die and there's $2 million in your IRA, your beneficiaries can't take it out over their lifetime anymore, Jim. They have to take this money out over no longer than a 10-year time period. So they have to rush, take your money out. They have to add whatever distributions they're taking out of the IRA, beneficiary IRA, to their own income, which means that income is going to be taxed at a higher level. That's a tax time bomb. Well, you know, it gets back. We were talking about Social Security on the last segment. Uh, we're talking about uh, IRA distributions on this segment. Again, it gets back to what you believe and what is accurately in your best interest. And unless you're doing calculations like we showed you or explained on the last uh, segment on on Social Security and when's the best time to take it, it's just like your RMDs. When is the best time to take your RMDs? And if we do the calculations, if we assume you're going to have some growth in your portfolio, in most cases, not all, but in most cases, saying let's start the distributions on our IRAs sooner rather than later if you're trying to mitigate taxes. Now, if you don't care about taxes, defer the heck out of it. And you'll, you'll have a tax problem both with yourself and with your beneficiaries. But if you're concerned about taxes, you better have these calculations in order to make sure you're making the correct decision in how you're going to draw income off your asset base. Well, it's pretty simple. Think about this. What you just said, let's summarize it in, in a different way. You're driving around in your car, you're at home. Think about this. Do you think it's better to take for tax purposes, to take a larger amount of money out over a shorter time period or to take a smaller amount of money out each year over a longer time period for tax purposes. Well, the and latter. Right there, we know. Yeah, Just think simple. about it. We know right there it's probably better 
tax-wise to take a smaller amount of money out of the IRA over a long time, longer time period. So from 60 to 90, I'd rather take a smaller amount each year if I'm worried about taxes, then from 73 to 90, have to take a huge amount of money out over that time period. Now, there's a couple other benefits. If we take a smaller amount of money out starting at age 60, I think we'll pay less taxes, but we also have more money available to spend or save or invest or gift with those dollars now while we're younger. And we can spend the money better when we're younger than older. In addition, when we pass away, whatever money's in the IRA at that point ends up being taxed our beneficiaries over no longer than a 10-year time period. So I think we get another benefit there because if we can take money out now, and pay tax on a smaller amount of income right now, we can start gifting some of that money to our beneficiaries that we were going to give them later. We can buy tax-free lump sum life insurance if we want to do that. Um, Overall, we can pass on, we could just save it. Save it, save it, save it, save it, save it in the bank. And then when we die, we pass the bank money on to our beneficiaries. How much tax is there when we pass the bank money on as far as income taxes? None. At None. all. In, under current uh, legislation, you get what is called a step up in basis, which means when you pass away, whether it's your home or whether it's an, an investment account that's not an IRA, that transfers tax-free to your beneficiaries. A much better plan. But again, when we talk about all this, there's no way you can make a proper decision on when to start Social Security. Should you start RMDs early? Should you wait? Um, how should you draw income off your assets? Where should you put money in order to get that income? Should you consider the guaranteed product like an annuity or not? Should you put all your money in the market? Um, How much money should you have in the bank? All those things are part of the planning process. Unless you have a plan in place, you're never going to feel comfortable doing any of this stuff. Well, let's talk about the stock market to end the show. And when we talk about risk, I think people automatically and incorrectly think we don't like the stock market. We like the stock market. We just talked about how half new assets that come into our company go into the stock market, go into our managed portfolios on an annual basis. Well, we're going to do it a little differently. Instead of telling you, hang in there, write it out, buy and hold, you're in it for the long haul, we're never going to tell you that. Instead, every month when we have our managed assets, every month, we're going to look at your portfolio. It will be reallocated every month to what puts your assets in what we feel is the best position for growth based on momentum. It also reduces your risk. So we like the stock market. We just don't like you to ride out the types of losses that you've had in the past when in 2001 and 2007, 2008, 9, you might have lost 50%. We don't want you to be in that position anymore and you don't want to be in that position anymore. Hopefully you learned a lot. If you need any help, give us a call. You can also dial pound 250, say the keyword money. We'll be glad to meet with you. Hopefully you tune in to next week. Do you worry about your investments, uncertain income, and not having a clear written retirement plan? Clay and Buck here to tell you help's available from a local resource, Peak Financial Freedom Group. For decades, Jim and Dan have acted as fiduciaries building written plans for their clients. If you save $500,000 or more for retirement, call right now for your free, no obligation consultation, second opinion, and written retirement income plan. You may also qualify to receive a free signed copy of their Amazon best-selling book and a free $100 Amazon gift card. Call right now for your free consultation and to find out if you qualify. Simply dial pound 250 on your cell phone and when prompted, say the keyword money. Again, dial pound 250 keyword money. That's pound 250 keyword money. Investment advisory services are offered through Fiduciary Solutions, LLC, a California registered investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results and securities may lose value. Insurance products and services are offered through PFFG Insurance agency.
Agency, LLC. California Insurance License Number 0N14013. Dan Ahmed, California Insurance License Number 0732913. And Jim Files, California Insurance License Number 0F06511.